0: Hey, Sean. Hi, David. You ever done some online shopping where it was uh, free shipping to the store? Yes. And so because the item is too, too cheap to, like, you didn't want to, have to buy all this other stuff to get free shipping to your house, so you choose to get to the store. So typically they have, like, a, a estimated time, right? So, like, oh, free pickup in five to seven days. Yes, I, I ordered something for my kitchen two weeks ago. When I ordered it, it said available for pickup in approximately five to seven days. So f- three or four days after I had ordered it, uh, I got an update saying, oh, it's in transit. It'll be ready for pickup in, in approximately, th- in what was it, like less than three days. It was like two to three days. I'm like, okay, cool. That was three days ago. Still hasn't shown up. Wow. <laughs> I should have just bought something else that I needed and I would have had it to my house because I actually bought something else from the same store like 2 hours later wasn't really thinking about it. Uh but it qualified for free shipping and that got to my house in uh like 4 days. And I live in the middle of nowhere.
1: Wow. Well to 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 what company <laughs> do we owe this pleasure? Or are you not going to tell
0: oh, us? Oh, oh, Home Hardware. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, help is not close to home. it is no, just not
0: no, it is not it is uh it is far away and slow and all of that stuff
1: do you know what is close to home <laughs> what's that? This episode of the scene on screen podcast. We've got you covered. Welcome to the Seen On Screen Podcast with your host, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Seen On Screen Podcast where all I want to do is be warm and I can't. Because it's friggin' the polar vortex outside. I've been sick all week. It's not a good combination, but I'm happy to be here, cozied up in my my recording chair. David, how are you? <laughs> I'm
0: chilly up here too. We finally uh, got winter.
1: Ah, and it came all at once, eh? Like a oh week God. after it they was were just like, brutal. boom, here you go.
0: It was stupid. I <laughs> actually had to. Uh, I had well, you you know about this story, but I had to perform open heart surgery on my vehicle and minus. Uh, you know, 28 degree weather is, would that be open heart surgery? Like mm-hmm. is the battery of the car? Like, is that considered the heart?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. would
0: the heart be like?
1: Probably the engine. Cause it would pumps all the be blood. The,
0: but does it though?
1: Mm, I mean, the alternator keeps everything moving. That's more like it's heart. Cause you need the electronics all the way throughout the vehicle.
0: Yeah, but without the battery, you can't even start the car, right? So
1: that's without, true. But you could run a vehicle without a battery.
0: Yeah, but you could run uh, a body without a heart.
1: No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
0: we got this like crazy cold spell uh, the other weekend, and uh, it was it was so cold on Sunday. And I was like, I am not leaving my house. I didn't even show my driver or anything like that. But didn't think too much of it, right? Because the weather's been so mild the last month. We've been fine, so come Monday morning, I go and uh, I go to start my car. I have the remote start, and the the remote thing kind of gives me this like weird beeping error that I've never seen before. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? So I go outside. I was like, maybe someone stole my car, right? It's just it's not in range, right? So I go out there. No, it's the still the cars still there, but under all the six life, feet of snow. Well, I have like a a carport, right? So it's which is. I'm lucky for that, but all the lights on the dashboard are on. And I'm like, okay, something's going on. So I go to unlock the car and the car won't unlock. I'm like, okay, great. Like all the, like maybe the battery's dead in my, uh, my remote. So I'm like, how do I get into my car? (laughs) Like to try and manually start the, manually start the car because you know how like all these remote starts and all that stuff, right? Like keyless entries. Well. Your car has a a key in it somewhere, right? Like your uh, so your your remote for your Oh yeah, there's a hidden key, a key inside it, yeah. Right? Does your car have like a visible keyhole?
1: Only like in on the doors. Side?
0: Yeah, on the doors, right? Okay, well, my car doesn't and I'm like I don't know how to unlock my car with this key
1: under a little square that you have to pry open with that key thing
0: no so <laughs> actually this is even more it's actually quite ingenious you have to pull the handle open on the driver's side and on the door but 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 behind the the part of the handle that pulls forward there's the keyhole
1: oh that makes a lot of sense Fucking Mazda.
0: I, that makes so much sense right so i get in there i get the car open and then i i uh I try and start the car and then the dashboard just starts, starts flashing and everything like that. It's like a dance party in there, but with no music, it's actually quite depressing when that happens. So I was like, Oh great. So I got this like battery jumper thing, right? portable, ba- portable battery. And I forgot that it was in the car. So I know that that battery is frozen. So I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> great. So I take it inside, put it in front of the heater. I'm like, okay, well we'll, we'll heat this up, charge it up. Cause the battery is completely dead. Uh, and I, I, find my battery charger right it's like something that like a, a port not portable it plugs into the wall but you attach it to the battery right and it's too cold to charge anything up long story short i ended up having to take a cab to work and uh i was charging the uh, battery charger thing all day right so i'm like okay i'm gonna get home jump the car it'll i'll get it running drive around for a while charge the battery up, get home battery's still charging i look at it And you remember, like, a few years ago when cell phones were starting to blow up and the batteries were starting to expand? Yeah. While this battery, the case was, like, pushing open a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God. So I took it apart. And the battery is, like, uh, a freshly puffed pillow from a hotel room. (laughs) Oh. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I ended up, uh, you know... Going to the extreme, I took, had to take the battery out of my car, bring it inside, defrost it, and then charge it there. So I charged it overnight, and uh, the next morning I had to put it in before work. And everything, you know, got all, what is it? It's like the the God rays coming down on the car. It all lit up and started faster than it's ever started before. But
1: And you were like, oh, yes, this is amazing.
0: I, I was actually more like, oh, shit, I guess I have to go to work today. <laughs>
1: I think you were working from home more now.
0: Uh, not, not yet. I'm still working at the. Uh, I'm working in the office.
1: Got it. Got it.
0: For a few days of the week, but uh,
1: so soon you know, that
0: won't be a problem.
1: You remember back in the day when we had a that 35 minute tool conversation for no reason?
0: No, no, there was a reason for that because no, we're there men. there really
1: wasn't. <laughs> we're <laughs> men, and we like to talk about things like that. But so I I saw a TikTok the other day that made me laugh really hard. It was, what if your tool brand was like Harry Potter getting sorted into the the house? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But then it would be like, do it yourself. Yeah. It's like, for the contractor. For the poser. Do what. I thought it was a really, really funny little skip video. The only thing
0: that they were missing on that one was rigid.
1: Rigid was on there as well. Or oh, for the it cheap ma- ass it was, was Makita. Makita, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the cheap ass, it was Makita. And yeah. it's funny because I was looking at some Ryobi tools the other day. Uh, more specifically, a salt spreader, because um, they have why one of those you, tools now.
0: Why would you want to spread a salt you know, everywhere?
1: The assault. You're like, gonna go to jail. No salt. <laughs> Sidewalk salt. Anyways, I was looking for something for my dad, and uh, <laughs> like they have a really nice, like, inexpensive 18 volt salt spreader. Just pull the trigger and it shoots out salt. but they also have an eighteen volt cordless jumper starter tool that I've actually contemplated buying a few times and it's only available in the states
0: uh, i I went out and bought one of those uh what's it called a norco or something like that battery jump start thing the little gray the- ones. The I got the big gray one. I got one that's gonna work in like minus twenty degrees, just just in case. You you, you were know. just like
1: Canadian Tire's favorite customer the other day. Know, I, was I was like, went, look. He's I, back.
0: Well, I couldn't even go to Canadian Tire and buy it. Car wasn't working.
1: Yeah, but everything's uh, like five <laughs> minutes away. Just jump in a cab. Uh, cabs
0: here, cash only. And really, yes cash only and the minimum charge to literally get like to get from my house to like downtown which is literally like a five-minute drive is like 15 20 like it's ridiculous
1: it cost me that to take an uber to like the bars downtown i know it's it's ridiculous so uh yeah excuse me anyways what else has been up what you've been doing you've been playing anything uh you know what i've been playing this little
0: uh little game called call of duty
1: Yo, you want to do Call of Duty right now, or is there anything else you've been up to? <laughs> not yet. Uh, you know what? I
0: I haven't been... Pl- actually, you know, I started playing uh, that one game that came out a little bit a while ago, or it it, it was announced for Nintendo Switch, the pa- Palia game.
1: Oh! It was that
0: uh, MMO... The, the dinosaur one, right? No, 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 no. It was like the MMO, like, world, like, uh, you know, like the...
1: not the Cody city game, but- fishing game.
0: Not yeah, well, like there's fishing in it, but like yeah, like, but it's the m m o one, yeah, so it was uh released on p c it's like free to play' released on p c uh a while ago, so you can download it on the epic game, so I played on my p c for a bit, it's kind of fun uh then i it just released on the Nintendo switch, so I installed it on that, uh, I attempted to play it for about an hour or so, but the the f- frame rate on that game on the switch is just horrible. It makes me really want a, a Switch 2.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they hurt us and the Switch 2 is closer to fruition than we think. Mm-hmm. Cause, but, uh,
0: uh, yeah, that's really about it. I mean, still playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I spent a, a, a lot of time moving files on my PlayStation 5, though. Because for any of our viewers of our Instagram, you might have seen recently, I uh, got a 4-terabyte SSD for my... Uh, my PS five
1: for all those free games. You have to pay for
0: actually, I have, I have a decent amount of purchase games on my PlayStation, like in general. Yeah. For, for digital stuff. But, uh,
1: that reminds yeah, me, my PlayStation's up this week. Do I, I renew I, it or do I cancel it? You know what? Uh,
0: fun fact, there is, uh, a 35% discount. Apparently currently, I don't know how long it's going for, for, um, New and returning subscribers.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, here we are. PS plus gets thirty five percent discount for new and returning subscribers. Um
1: that's, that's don't cancel our services, we don't suck that bad. So it's back when, down to like a hundred bucks.
0: When does your subscription end? This
1: week. Um I, I would know, sign you, in and look, but that's not good podcasting.
0: You might uh it's because it looks like the deal's till the end of the month, so Looks might, like Sean's might gonna be. Looks like Sean's gonna be resubscribing.
1: I'll take a look after we record. Yeah,
0: why not? <laughs> why not? What about I'm you? So what have you been? Uh, what have you been playing? What have you been up to other than Call of Duty? Uh,
1: I've just been watching like some some TV, but like old TV. You know, you know me how I like. I kind of like wave into it. Um, we watched. I watched some movies the other half I wanted to watch that I've never seen before. A lot of them were like rom coms and stuff. So, I mean, that's fun. Uh, I've finished What If, which we'll talk about in a bit.
0: Sean finished uh, a new TV show.
1: Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish Loki soon. Then I'm gonna watch Ahsoka. <laughs> I got. I got. I got things I want to watch. I got some things that I want to kind of get through. But I've also just kind of been sick, so I've been watching the back of my eyelids a lot. That's been kind of crazy. Lots of sleep. What color I uh, is
0: the back of your eyelids like when you close your eyes and you look at a light, what color do you see?
1: Sometimes it's red, but most of the times it's just black, just dark. <laughs> um, what I will say though is I haven't touched my Xbox or PlayStation in over a week. That's crazy. I haven't played anything since like last Thursday, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you said that you tried to play uh, play Call of Duty the other day and you just couldn't.
1: Yeah, I like turned it on. I was like, oh, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I mean,
0: I've had I've had some of those those times, but it's not because I'm sick. I've been I've been lucky. I haven't gotten really sick. And oh, geez, I don't even remember when the last time it was like last year, like early or late last year. Anyways, um, for me, it's usually like if I'm just like super tired, and you know, you're sitting there and you're like, you feel your eyes are heavy, your eyelids are heavy, but you're not ready to go to bed because it's too early yeah you you can you could sit there and you can watch something but like having the attention span and the focus to play a game just isn't there yeah that's that was me the other day when you asked me if i wanted to play
1: yeah and then i didn't end up playing anyways i no. just sat around no and I, that's okay you're allowed to not want to play video games every once in a while i've been binging friends to make sure that i'm up to date for trivia which is good, but are you gonna are you gonna do a Seinfeld <laughs> trivia night? I don't think I'm the strongest person to do a Seinfeld trivia night now, I did a Harry Potter one, and I made all those questions up, so
0: I mean, I feel like you should do Seinfeld because Seinfeld is the better of the two sitcoms ooh <laughs> hot take hot take right there so i I will rewatch Seinfeld every so often. And uh, I'm now I'm currently on season five, and it's funny how some of the stuff is, even though the, the show was done in like '94, like around that time, like the mid '90s, it's it's amazing how some of those things are still relevant to uh, today. So one of the things uh, that's kind of come up is uh, she who shall not be named. After uh, our wedding, there was uh, some discussion on whether or not. Uh, her last name, she's going to change it, right? Now, for anyone who uh, is unaware, she who shall not be named does not have a traditional English last name. <laughs> it's very yeah, Asian. It was, shall not be named. <laughs> it's uh, very Asian. So her concern was that uh, when she was when if she changed her last name to Armstrong, that it would confuse people. When they had appointments with her or whatnot, right? Like, because they'd be like, oh, having an appointment with Mrs. Armstrong, right? Um, and then when it <laughs> shows up, it's like, hold up, you're not a, a an elderly white woman, <laughs> right? So, uh, uh,
1: I mean, okay, I guess, but you're like, you're not a
0: white woman. That's what it would be, right? Yeah. It's, it's a very white name. So, anyway, so. Uh, episode two, season five, Seinfeld. It's the Donna Chang episode. So it, this is the episode where uh, Jerry calls George, and this lady picks up the phone, and she's like, "Who?" He's like, "Who's this?" She's like, "It's Donna Chang." He's like, "Oh, uh, our the lines are crossed with George, so she's getting all of his messages." So Jerry starts talking to this girl, and it's like, "Oh, they they set up a date." Uh, so their dates. Uh, She suggests they go for Chinese food and all that stuff. So he thinks he's going out with a a Chinese woman. Well, she shows up and she's a a white, blonde, you know, just a generic white woman. And he's like, you're you're not Chinese. (laughs) And so the whole episode is this like misconception because everyone because she introduces herself. First name, last name, Donna Chang. Right. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, wait, you're that's. You're Donna Chang. He's like, why do you introduce yourself as Donna Chang? She's like, oh, my last name wasn't always Chang. It used to be what was it, Changstein? <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. So I that move that episode is just so funny because it resonates to legitimately a real world situation. Um, and so I made she who should not be name named watch that, and she totally totally understood the, all the references and stuff like that. But you should do a Seinfeld episode. That's what I'm getting at. There's a oh. lot of interesting references i mean here's a question for you what superhero figure uh appears in every single seinfeld episode i believe it's it's who sorry
1: is it batman or is it superman it's one of the two
0: well you you can only pick one
1: yes i know i can i want to say it's batman
0: Oh, you would be wrong. It's actually Superman.
1: See, I was 50-50, but I know the quote on the bus is he's Batman. So I was like, oh, maybe it is Batman in every episode.
0: No, Jerry's got a Superman uh, action figure on uh, the shelf in his apartment.
1: Now, if people say, like going through the list of legendary sitcoms, if people say that Friends couldn't be made now, and How I Met Your Mother is borderline not being able to be made now, and The Office can't be made now, except they're looking at rebooting it, Seinfeld could definitely not be made now. Well, you know what?
0: I beg to differ. Have you heard of a little show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia?
1: Yeah, but that show's different. How? Well, yeah, it's different. It, it's it's like not extreme. part of...
0: Yeah,
1: but it's not part of the primetime sitcom formula. That's it, true it because it most- was like they made a joke at the Emmys last weekend, being like, Man, we should have actually talked about the Emmys for one, but two, <laughs> two they made a joke about not being invited over 18 seasons. And like Danny DeVito won for Taxi, uh, Rob McElhenney won for Welcome to Wrexham. That's that's an FX show, I know, but I'm just saying though, that
0: kind of show, though, is it's the same. F- A very similar formula to Seinfeld and it hasn't been
1: cancelled. Does it allow partial nudity? Does it it allow swearing? Uh, Yes. Then it's not. (laughs) It's not the same.
0: I mean, it's the same formula. It's like a group of friends and every time they try something, it just doesn't go, it doesn't work out the way that they want. There's a reason it's always
1: never been picked up for like by a bigger network. It does really well. It has a cult following. It is hilarious. But it's not a traditional sitcom.
0: Well, I never said that it was.
1: And isn't it multi-camera as well or is it single camera?
0: No, no, it's it's multi-camera. No. Oh. I never said that it was a traditional sitcom.
1: But you said it's like, similar.
0: It, it, it's it's got a similar formula to Seinf- Seinfeld in the sense that Like I said, it's a a group of the the show revolves around the same group of friends, Uh, not saying that like other shows don't, but it's the same group of friends and every single thing that they try and do uh, either doesn't work out for them as a whole or works out for one person and not nobody else or anything like that. Um, And in general, like Seinfeld was one of those shows that took kind of like, like everyday situations right that you wouldn't really think of as a as an issue or whatever and turns it into something whereas uh it's always sunny took you know real world situations and took it to the extreme
1: they did but they also do it in a very like crude and rude manner right like Charlie stalking the waitress non-stop it's a, lo- it's a you, little heavy.
0: Have you seen all like the entirety of all of it? No. no, no, oh, no, no yeah. But I, I have see, I've seen, I've of... seen
1: enough of it.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. But you know what? I'm going to, I'm I going to say Seinfeld is like, and, and I'm sure friends is the same way. The office is. I, I didn't watch a lot of the, actually confession time. I've only ever really seen the entirety of season one of the office. Everything else is just kind of like,
1: and that's the worst season. That is the I mean, iron
0: fist season. Maybe that's why I didn't continue watching it. I mean, like I've seen other episodes, but um, it's always sunny is one of those shows that they they start off kind of rough. But it was like a, a a small show that like they had no money and all that stuff. And then it got more, more popular and the episodes got better and better. Uh, and then they turned into like everything else where like seasons were like six episodes. And the thing is, is like for something like that, like they hype it up for so for so much, and then it's like as a six episode season. And some of the later stuff, like, yeah, they're funny, but nothing as iconic as some like the the earlier episodes in, in the series. Whereas like Seinfeld and Friends, right? Like there's there's episodes that still hold up, that are still funny. I mean, not saying that it's always sunny, those episodes aren't funny, but I think those those shows were excellent from the first episode all the way to the last, because the, uh, quality and the, 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 like the production quality didn't suffer. They didn't like cut corners. They didn't shorten things around. Like they actually got better as they kind of figured out their formula. Right. I
1: think so. Because like, they're also advancing with the age of technology, right? Like, look at friends. It went from three by four to 16 by nine. Um, it went from a live st- or a live studio to non-live to live studio again. Actually, I don't think it ever left non, but like just for re-records, it did. Mm-hmm. But Seinfeld did all that stuff too. The only thing mm-hmm. is, Seinfeld did it all with just four by three, right? So like they they only had to change a small amount over what eight years. Eight but I like their
0: their formula and their their production didn't change much. Like you know, even just changing from yeah, like frame size doesn't make a big difference. Like, it does when it comes to actually framing and and doing your shots and shoots and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is, like, the the quality of the shows and the seasons of, say, Friends and Seinfeld, they didn't suffer as the show got more popular, right? Because, like, those actors and the people doing it, that was what they were doing. Nowadays, like, everyone's picking up, like, all these other side jobs, right? You start seeing these actors from, you know, popular TV shows, start going into movies, right? It's like, True. we saw Charlie day in horrible bosses. We saw, uh, Glenn Harrington in, what was it? Um, the hunt, uh, and he's been in some, some other stuff. Um,
1: isn't he the one in mythic quest with Rob? Magalini? Yeah. M-
0: mythic quest, right? Like they did their other stuff. So I think nowadays a lot of people like there's access to more. So people start doing, uh, other things, which then affects the quality or the amount of time that they can dedicate to say like the OG projects that they have. Um, and yeah, anyways. All,
1: all, <laughs> all I know is when it comes down to like the hierarchy of sitcoms, at least for me, um, Seinfeld isn't in the top 10. Maybe that's just because I haven't watched it nearly as much as I could have watched other stuff. But like, for me, it's like the friends, the office, how I met your mother, scrubs, um, Parks and Recreation, Arrested Development, you know, like, always good for laughs, Modern Family. Now, I do understand and I appreciate that Friends isn't everybody's favorite thing anymore because some of the jokes that they made at the time um, were a little bit more tolerated than they are now.
0: But you know what? Same goes with
1: Seinfeld, same goes with How I Met Your Mother, all that stuff.
0: But the thing is, is the people that were watching it when I was younger, right, like, we, I think you have to understand like you can't be offended by something that was done 25 years ago right well i
1: think you can but you have to be offended within reason if it's like offensive is offensive
0: well you need to understand that like it was at a different time right sure it might not be acceptable acceptable now but i mean at the time it was it was perfectly fine but uh you you listed off what like half a dozen shows
1: yeah and you haven't seen most of that,
0: them? <laughs> I mean, I've seen them. I watched Scrubs, but not a lot. Like I, I couldn't really remember much of any episodes. Wow. Uh, of Scrubs, I think there was the one where they were watching. I don't know what they were watching on the TV, and then uh, the one guy's uh, girlfriend comes in, and like, "What are you watching?" And then they all lie about football and saying that it's like the European football league because of something or the Mexican football league. Yeah.
1: You you're remembering something that I probably don't remember and I've seen the series through a few times.
0: Uh How I Met Your Mother, never watched it. Um What was it? I watched like season 1 and maybe season 2 of Modern Family.
1: Great sitcom. Um
0: which it was funny but the thing is it's like some of these shows it's if it's not if it's not like gripping enough for me, like if I'm not watching it and like if it's laughing It not offensive and enjoying
1: it, has swearing. <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. David's not interested. You heard it here, folks.
0: That's you true. You heard it here. I mean, I watched season one of Walking Dead. Thought it was really good. Season two, I remember I had to force myself to watch it. I That's never finished season no two. I know season two was so bad that I just stopped. I was, I literally am at the last episode of season two, where oh, they're on the farm. Three-
1: Oh, season they're 3 to the gets farm good,
0: though. And I that's what it says. And uh, how many seasons was it? Like 6 or 7?
1: Yeah. Plus spin-up? 7 or 8,
0: yeah. Yeah, so I'm on the episode where like the farm that they were at is coming overrun and they're all kind of like stuck on the RV or something like that. I'm like, "You know what? I can't do this." I like this. Oh, but it's this.
1: so good. Like the the show really falls off the rails for me when like they fake Rick's death. But mm. there's there's some really good episodes in there. Yeah. You never I mean, got to I, meet Negan at oh, this point. That menacing at this point, badass.
0: At this point, it's too too late for me.
1: Well, you know what it's not too late for? It's not too What's late that? for you it's not too late for your, <laughs> your ability to experience zombies at a different level. You and I have embarked on the adventure of playing modern warfare zombies on a semi regular basis. And I've got to say, going back to our roots of zombies from when we were in school. And we were all like juiced up on Mountain Dews and Nacho or Doritos, yeah. <laughs> but we were playing Call of Duty in our dorms or in our homes. The game's very different. There is no, it's like um, we're playing very open world zombies now versus yeah. a linear kinder totem.
0: And you know what? Like as much as like we played, it was uh world at war zombies. World at war was the first Call of Duty that had zombies. And we played the shit out of that. But, like you said, it's very different. The problem that I had with that one is, like, it was fun, but it was the same thing over and over and over again. And the first I one was like... the
1: house, right? The next one was, like, the mansion with the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, like, you had to do the same
0: things to unlock the, more rooms and all that stuff, and it, it just got very repetitive. Uh, whereas, like, how they've transitioned the zombie mode is they, they've taken that battle royale mode like war zone but then replaced it with zombies and missions which is really cool and i think the fact that we can go in there and do whatever we want in any order right every time yeah it's the same like same missions but like there's a variety of them and we can challenge ourselves in different ways right um and it's relaxing <laughs> in a sense like it's not it, it doesn't get to the point where we're just struggling to stay alive. Well, there's been a few times, but those are fun because by that point, we're all just hopped up on Mountain Dew and uh, Doritos that we don't care <laughs> yeah. that we don't care.
1: So, so but, break it down for us. then, because obviously I know I play with you, but give me an example of some of the stuff that you're doing in these these matches now.
0: Like, like, what are you what, doing
1: when you're playing the games?
0: Like, what do you mean, at home?
1: Yeah, like, no. Yeah, you're like sitting in your chair, tarp off. You got your Mountain Dew. You're ready to go. No, no. I'm Hold saying on. like...
0: Tarp off? Like, yeah. Like, That's hockey speak
1: for no shirt.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: so All right. what I was looking for is you telling me like a little bit about the game. Because a lot of people don't play Call of Duty for the zombies. They play the free mode, which is Warzone, right? Or yeah. Rebirth
0: yeah or or they play the the typical multiplayer right so i mean like this zombies mode uh i didn't really know much about it to begin with i i actually thought it was uh the traditional zombie mode that we would play what was the one what was the one that uh where the ray gun first originated from the
1: second like a, game, I think. I think it was like in the, the first game, too. I just can't remember that. I like
0: the park, though. Or the, or the it was like the amusement park or something like that, and then you had to get on the bus to go to the next round or whatever. That was the
1: third Zombies.
0: Third Zombies. So I thought it was going to be more like that, but uh, pleasantly surprised. I mean, you so you, you select your operator, um, and it's not like you can just randomly select. Like, you can select your operators of who you have unlocked, but you can't switch them all willy-nilly because it changes your loadout. Right? Like, Whatever you find in game, you s- can save for the next game. But if you change your operator, you have to start from scratch, like the bare minimum. Yeah, which is interesting—an interesting strategy. Um, so you go around, you, you you drop in. What games are what? Thirty minutes before the the smoke starts. Getting uh, into- yeah, it's
1: thirty thirty minutes before the like the final timer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you have about thirty minutes to kind of bum around, do whatever you want. Uh, there's three tiers of difficulty. Um, level one, two, three depends on where you are in the map, but it's like different difficulties of zombies, right?
1: There's now an even harder tier that you can do. Yeah.
0: Oh, snap. Uh, well, we got to work on level, t- level three tiers. Uh, it sucks that I lost all of my, <laughs> my shit though. That, yeah.
1: So that if you die and you fail to exfil, you lose all your stuff. Unless you have the tombstone perk, which you should always have because then you don't ever have to worry about losing all your stuff, well you have to find your body unless yeah. you know
0: you go outside the the range of the map
1: and your your body disappears
0: <laughs> and your body just disappears completely. so we've been playing for I don't know a few weeks now because uh i I picked it up just after Christmas um, and we've been playing fairly regularly. Yeah. doing uh, doing missions the the nice thing like there's a variety of missions so like even though you're doing the same types of missions there's enough variety that it's like okay we're gonna do this one then we're gonna do this one it's different Then we are gonna do this one it's different and like sure you know what you need to do but depending on where you are what weapons you have um how many people are in your party uh the difficulty is going to be different right it's going to scale um obviously doing something like you played probably by yourself a little bit more than I have. I mean I've only ever played with you, so so I'm sure like doing some of those uh, missions by yourself are a lot be, uh, rather difficult. But it's I mean I wouldn't say the game is difficult per se, you know, like when, when we play together because we we we've developed a way like we know what we have to do when we do missions. And everyone's kinda of, like taking on like a certain role. Yeah. Um, or it's like we know, it's like, hey, you're going to that objective, I'm going to go to this one because I know that we can take care of it. Um, but yeah, I, you know what, the, the one thing, and I, you've echoed this quite a bit when we've played, I think the one thing that this mode has done differently for the Call of Duty community and just like our enjoyment of the game is I think every single time we play, we will meet up or match up with some random dude, join their party or they'll join our party, and we'll have a good time just doing missions with these like random random guys, yeah. um, and then continue playing with them. So it's like we have a few people on our friends list now that we just met up in zombies, and we'll we'll play with them.
1: Yeah the uh, you know? the other night I actually I guess this was about a week ago the night that I sent you like the picture of all the stuff that I got. Oh, Game yeah. one we picked up a like I met two random dudes. And the one guy was playing his very first game. So myself and this guy were dropping him everything, everything we could find for him. We were trying to like help him get up his gear. Um, And then we played a second game with him where we ran all tier two and tier three, like quick contracts. Yeah. Just to, to, to try and do schematic hunting. Right. And Mm -hmm. both of us just had a great time helping this guy out. But uh, I will say before we change subjects that um, if you are going to schematic hunt or you are, You are just playing it for the sake of like camel grinding. There's something for everybody to do, which is really, really fun and different. And it's just, it's refreshing for a Call of Duty game. The community has been fantastic. But also like, like for me, it's like speed is key. If I'm like, if I'm playing to try and find schematics, I want to run like eight contracts in a 30 minute game. It's just how mm-hmm. fast we can move and do them. Right. And there mm-hmm. are some people who will be like, Oh, but I want to do this and I want to do that. Like, get out of my lobby, bro. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to find some stuff or I'm trying to, trying to make myself better to, to get the stuff that I want and or need, you know? Yeah. And now I got to get all of that
0: shit again because I lost it all on my one character.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll help you next time we play. Um, Xbox did a developer direct this week cool
0: yeah short and sweet actually we gotta see uh some some pretty interesting upcoming things actually stuff that i wouldn't expect
1: david loved indiana jones as much as he loved RoboCop. i mean
0: i haven't really talked about it at all to you
1: <laughs> i know i'm just making so... an assumption because you love indiana jones it's like i mean i, mean, I don't
0: love I don't love Indiana Jones, I mean it's enjoyable, like the last two movies were kind of like meh uh but okay, so <laughs> Xbox had a developer direct where some of their uh first party and third party uh or I guess second and third party developers showcase some more of their their stuff uh start off with uh showcasing avowed a game that was announced. Shit, man. This was announced, what, like 2000 and... The fiery arrow
1: flying through the sky. Wasn't it supposed to be like a launch title or something for Series X?
0: Yeah, it was announced at the launch, so (laughs) however long ago that was. Avowed is the new game from Obsidian. So, it's going to be... I mean, it's the same... It's a first-person RPG a la Elder Scrolls or Fallout. But... Uh, they showed off like a lot of gameplay for this one.
1: And what are your thoughts uh, on that gameplay?
0: I I mean, like it seems cool. Like you can dual weld, uh, weapons, guns, magic, which is kind of cool. Um, they showed off some of the, uh, the quest decisions and whatnot and how you can, how, how your decision, and obviously every game nowadays has like, Oh, your decisions, your choices matter, you know? Um, but they showed some of, like the dialogue stuff and and you know one thing that really stood out is that this game looks really good the I, the, the I didn't think so the mo- like the character models they look okay. actually pretty detailed
1: the character models look good and the fact that they were in a, like an arena based setting to show you combat okay cool what the fuck was that handgun like really it looked what do you bad you want
0: it's like a it's like a I don't know, medieval old old-timey.
1: It's an oh, it's an old-timey gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh what I means- mean,
0: I'm sure there's probably bazookas and shit like that right for you.
1: Yeah, well that's the only way you can win those games. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If you go from a game like Outer Worlds to New Vegas to Fallout 3, actually not even Fallout 3, New Vegas to Oblivion All the games are same, same, but different. And like watching the dialogue, it's carbon copy. Don't tell me you've been making and working on this game for years and years and years. And like we've like that first trailer, seeing that final like shot with the arrow go up in the sky and go into fire. That was cool. This did not sell the game for me. It actually made me want to see more reviewable footage because I'm less interested now. That's
0: fair. I mean, like, I I, I want to see more about the mechanics. Like, what is going to make this game different than Skyrim, then Fallout, then the no. outer other worlds, Outer Worlds, or whatever? From uh, different from Starfield, right? Like all of those classic or typical, like cookie cutter first person RPGs that come out of the Bethesda studio machine, right?
1: Except this is Obsidian, which is different but
0: same, right? I, and the thing is though, is like they were still making games under Bethesda, right? Like they did fall new Vegas. They did, uh, Elder oblivion. Scrolls oblivion. Right. So the same formula and they're still doing it. Right. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing because like the, these, these first person, uh, RPGs and stuff like that, uh, coming from a studio that's not owned by Bethesda means that they can explore things that don't fit into the elder scrolls or the fallout timeline or, or worlds or universe. So they can create their own, which is, which is always good. Right. But again, like they, they did show a few mechanics, but I think again, like you said, it's the same, same, but different. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if there's things that are, in the world i mean like i would love to see a game where they have seasons like throughout the entire game yeah not just like regions where it's like oh you're going to the snow region oh you're going to the desert region no like do like a real time or, or or not even necessarily a real time but like a uh, uh, like a sped up time uh weather system right? And then have that affect how things go. So it's like if, you, if, it's, the, if it's the spring or fall where it's rainy, well then you're, and you're a, a magic user or something like that, well your fire attacks aren't going to do as much damage.
1: I think they did because, make that point though, saying that like you could change your your loadouts on the fly to adapt to tactical situations and weather.
0: Yes, but they said it's like tactical situations, right? So it's like, oh okay, you can have a sword and shield, but then you can also quick equip a uh, a gun and <laughs> yeah. magic wand right so that you can fire attack things from a distance right but i'm what i'm saying is like there needs to be actual like interactions with the environment that affect the gameplay to a a, a much larger scale than what we've what we've seen i think that would make would make a huge difference with this game because then it's no longer just a clone of the skyrim or like the Elder Scrolls um formula. It's that plus something that you know Bethesda hasn't even remotely done before, right? Yeah. But I don't know, the game looks cool. It does look enjoyable. Uh it will most likely be I think it's coming out on Game Pass. So
1: it's a day one, yeah.
0: Won't have to worry about uh won't have to worry about uh that if the game does suck but uh that's coming out when in the in the fall or something they like that they
1: said fall 2024 mhm what's next uh
0: next they had uh hellblade 2 sensuna's saga hellblade 2 that's coming out in may
1: i never played hellblade 1 i would say this game did look kind of interesting but i was also kind of like maybe i was a little bit more curious but i don't really play a lot of like dark gory games like that like haunting games i play more like like i don't play souls type games
0: Mm. so it's not really a souls type game it's it's uh i played i started a a little while ago apparently it's a very like narrative heavy game like medium Um, yeah but better (laughs) uh graphics are amazing it's it's a game that they, they, at least the first one, they relied heavily on the audio production of that. So it's actually recommended that you play the game wearing headphones so that you can really get that 3D um, audio experience around there. One thing that they uh, pointed out with this one is that it's going to be short. They said that they're focusing on a shorter but more, I guess, dense narrative. So uh, that's quite quite interesting because they aren't hiding the fact that it's necessarily going to be a short game. My guess is it's going to be like four to six hours for that, So right?
1: like medium, almost
0: exactly. Right. Uh, but if they are right off the bat saying this is a short game, hopefully when the game comes out, people aren't going to bitch and complain that it's a short game, right? But they did focus heavily on like the audio quality or, or the audio production, saying that this game is going to be heavily, uh, it's going to heavily use like 3D spatial audio, which is really cool. But, uh, I mean, I I didn't play too much of the first one, um, but after watching this and seeing kind of like how that goes, it makes me kind of want to play the first one.
1: Yeah, it, like, as I said, it was very curious, right? Mm -hmm. What I wasn't curious at all about was the next game, Visions of Mana. I never played any of the Mana games previously for my Super Nintendo or anything beyond that. I mean, you're not Uh, a big
0: RPG fan anyway, so.
1: Yeah, so this one was a little bit harder for me to just be like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally in. But I did appreciate how good the game looked, right? I think Secrets of Mana was, um, what, 32-bit or something?
0: Uh, Legend of Mana, yeah, Secret of Mana was like for this Super Nintendo, and um, that's the
1: last Mana game I remember playing.
0: Then the last, like, or I mean, the most recent one from this one was Tales of Mana, and that was a th- 3D. This one does look a little bit better, a little bit more refined. Um, I mean, I've played some of them. I haven't played them in a long time. Uh, these are more of like a hack and slash. RPG kind of style. They always have been, even on the Super Nintendo. Um, it's a series that has a a, a long history. Yeah. But I I never really played too much of them. Like, I mean, I've played RPGs. It's not something that I would. Uh, I, I'm dying to go pick up Day One, but if I can find it on on sale down the road, I'll I'll pick it up, play it, dabble. Why
1: not? <laughs> dabble a little bit.
0: It's coming out um, this summer.
1: Ara, History Untold, launching fall 2024. By the same studio, uh, it was Oxide Games, which is the same studio that brought us Civ Five. What do you think of this one?
0: You know what? I thought that you would like this one.
1: I love the idea of this one. This one this looked really, right really cool. Alley. I do like I, playing Civ games. They're fun.
0: Mm-hmm. I think this takes <laughs> the, like, the traditional 4X game style. Right, like, like, say, like the the civilization um, uh, formula, but expands on it a little bit. I from what they were saying is like they've really dived into, um, like, the evolution of your your civilization, your people, yeah. and all that stuff, right? Um, but the the people that they are having as, I guess, selections for what's it called for like their leaders Their
1: leaders. Yeah. Some of them they're are not... like great warriors. Some of them are great people. Yeah. Like it's not the typical, like,
0: Oh, these are just, That's... you know, m- major famous people from history. Right. I mean, like, sure. Like in save, you could be a Gandhi and he wasn't like a warrior or anything like that, but typically they're all like well-known uh, famous people in history. Whereas this one, they take people that have influences in, in other aspects of history and society, like great philosophers or artists and stuff like that. So, uh, I think that's kind of cool because they they explain that uh, in order to win, it's what is a victory points or something like that. Prestige, prestige yeah. points, and it's not just like who has the biggest army and defeats the other person. Like you can win by having the most art.
1: Well, that's how you win, save too,
0: right? Yeah, by like-
1: science, you can win by military, you can win by faith. But the thing is, is like with
0: the variety or the the larger variety of leaders, right? That's going to really affect your gameplay because if if you if you pick someone that is a historically like a famous philosopher or artist, right, you are probably not going to be very well versed in military stuff, right?
1: You have so, played the Civ games, right? Yeah, pretty much the same.
0: I know, but I I think. I think there's there's enough of a little bit of a difference that's going to make this one stand out a little bit. I,
1: I think the biggest difference that I saw was what can happen in your hex, right? So mm-hmm. the the fact that you can see multiple things happening as your civili- civilization or like your your area builds up and forms, and wild animals can attack, a bunch of other crazy things that they actually had to remove from the test games. Because the the testers were getting pissed off that cougars were eating all their people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think when you look at stuff like that, no game has done that before. You could never pull in that close, even with like the redesign of Civ Six. Very different. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. Very cool. Yeah. Looking forward to looking into it. One, the one thing that actually
0: that that stood out to, to me, and they made note of this, is that. Uh, when you're playing games like Civilization and whatnot, you take your turn, and then you have to wait for everyone else to take their turn.
1: Right? You yeah, have to wait for everybody to finish their turn.
0: To finish your turn, yeah. Uh, so apparently in this one, everyone's turns is, like, simultaneous. So it'll be interesting to see how that works, because it kind of goes on the uh, the um, real-time strategy kind of formula but apparently this is not this is still based off of like a turn based formula so uh, unless what's going to happen is that everyone sets their actions right and then you end your turn and then everyone it does it all at the same time
1: That that's again kind of how typically it works right so like um, my buddy and I'll play he'll do a, a host of moves and I'll do a host of moves at the same time and then when you hit advance both moves play out through the game so if you're doing attacks, your attacks are happening through that round, but you're finishing out all your moves. That's all.
0: Mm, yeah. But uh, no, it looks like it'll be a fun game, but uh, definitely will not be playing this one on on Xbox. This is a uh, PC. Only. It's only coming out for PC. So, I mean, it'll eventually come out for Xbox. Why not? Most of these real time strategy games always come out, but they just don't play it right.
1: But it's day one, baby. So it's yeah. free. <laughs> why pay for games when you can pay for game pass please sponsor us microsoft
0: <laughs> and finally then, finally sean's most excited thing because he won't stop talking about it is robocop <laughs> uh, not quite it's robo if robocop was uh, an archaeologist uh fighting nazis
1: and it was han solo playing the archaeologist <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so there's a new uh, Indiana Jones game coming out, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. This is coming from Bethesda. Uh, oh no, well it's not. It's uh, by what's it, Machine Games or something like that.
1: Yeah, which is just a division it, of Bethesda. It's
0: a division of Bethesda, but um, they showed a lot of uh, game gameplay footage. I don't know, like they're, I I I don't know if all these are like pre rendered cinematics or if it's in-game engine stuff right like there is some gameplay stuff but i mean i'm i'm impressed the game it looks fun um if you like the classic trilogy of indiana jones i think this is a game that you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it's got the young han han (laughs) Solo, young
1: (laughs) um
0: i don't know it takes place between the first and second movie yeah. So I don't know.
1: What What are your thoughts? Um. Immediately, my, my thoughts were, huh, okay, so it's Tomb Raider, but you can throw hammers and use a whip. I think it's going, I like, I did like the fact that they pointed out numerous times that it wasn't just about shooting people with guns you found on bodies. And mm-hmm. ultimately, the better ways to get through puzzles is to go around and try and figure out what your next best move was. Mm-hmm. Um, I did appreciate that. I, I thought, I thought the clip of him throwing a hammer down at the other person was funny and somewhat broken. Also, his whip kind of attaches to everything, which makes it a, a movement mechanic. That's great. But again, yeah. like I just rewatching the trailer and him chucking the hammer is the funniest shit. Um, I, I do like, I hope the look I, of the game. I hope you can.
0: I hope you can throw a gun at someone.
1: But you know what is going to make this work? In all honesty, what's that? It's machine games, and it's Bethesda. And what are they great at? They're making, are they're great at making games against Nazis. It's so true. <laughs> this is the same studio that does the Wolfenstein games. Yeah, they they've cornered the market on that part of the world. They've like it looks great. Like the game looks fantastic, it and does. it looks just like the, um, like it just looks very similar to Wolfenstein games. Oh yeah. So we'll see how she goes. I think the movement is very similar to that as well. It'll be an interesting game for sure. I, I know I David's think... super excited.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I haven't even like really mentioned this game at all to you. Uh... Th- that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to play this when it comes out. They did say that they're aiming to make it a very cinematic uh game so it so that it feels like you're you're participating in one of the movies. Yeah. Right? So I think that's what I'm most excited for. If the story is good uh and it it feels and it flows like in an Indiana Jones movie, then I think it'll do I think it'll do great. It's about time that we got uh some you know, class. I mean, maybe Robocop was uh the start of like movies or sorry, games based off of, you know, classic eighties and ninety movies, right?
1: Can't wait to do the remake of all those good Star Wars games.
0: There are so many good Star Wars games.
1: No, there are some good Star Wars games. <laughs> there are, there are Star Wars games, we'll call it that. What I I would say when it comes to all these games, the game that gave me probably the most like Spidey tingle would have been Aura, but a close second would be Indiana Jones. I know I was joking around being like, oh, it's David's favorite game, but he just, he likes, he likes what he likes. And I know that. And that's fine. And I'm just, I'm making a joke. The thing that made Indiana Jones look good was the idea of like playing the game from his eyes Mm -hmm. and they're not forcing a first or a third person game on you, right? It's first person, which is nice. If it was Indiana Jones in a third, like in a third person, kind of like you're walking around, but you like can control all those movement and you can see his butt. that's not really being fully immersed into this game. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It, it, as a first person game, you're, you are solving the puzzles as Indiana Jones, whereas in third person, you're watching the character solve puzzles and do shit right yeah. like you you don't have that uh, that same connection with the character that you're controlling so
1: and you know what it's also about time that we're not watching Lara Croft we're not watching Nathan Drake we're watching the guy who's actually started this whole thing right the like OG. these games were inspired by Indiana Jones and like we've had 2d side scrollers for Indiana Jones before but now we have like a good 3d game and I think it'll be interesting
0: there's some listener that's like, "Hey, all of that stuff's based off of pitfall."
1: Like, <laughs> it's so true. Um, quickly, you and I both finished What If, right?
0: What if it was a good season?
1: Um, I thought it was. I do have a small qualm though. And it's I thought the whole idea of What If was nine individual stories right? And I know they kind of fucked with it a little bit last season, because the Watcher saw everything, and Infinity Ultron was like the big bad guy, and all that stuff.
0: But So that happened, so with season one, it worked, because the Watcher, yes, he's watching everything, and he's seen all these other universes, and that's what connects it, but it wasn't until like the last two episodes of the first season where things started connecting, right? So they were still their own individual stories, whereas this one they were all intertwined. Everything was, yeah.
1: And that kind of got rid of the magic for me. Like, I did... Like, okay, one, What Ifs artwork is incredible. Mm-hmm. I I love watching it. It's great. Having a happy Hogan t- turn into a purple happy Hulk Hogan? Yeah. I, like, I'm making a phase right now. And, like, we're definitely not airing this episode. <laughs> but, like... No, no, come on. And then, like, they brought it back in another episode. And they brought it back in an episode that was in the 1600s. Why can... Like, obviously, Steve Rogers is no longer Captain America on any timeline. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it's all Captain Carter now. And I get that. That's fine. But how come she can communicate with the Watcher and nobody else can? Yeah. Is she Stewie? (laughs) I mean, so...
0: With season one, or sorry, with season two, episode one, it, I think it started off pretty good, right? Like it was its own little thing, and it felt like, okay, this this is a, a unique story. Episode two, uh, a little bit different, but again, like they, that's where they reached out to all of like the OG uh, Avengers and Captain Carter and all that stuff from season one. Okay, they're connected. Episode three is where I lost pretty much all respect. <laughs> just Why, because enjoyment. of all
1: the diehard like um references because or just in it, general?
0: The whole episode was a diehard reference. It was it was diehard.
1: Yeah, like Darcy didn't know anything until she said, Are you you could be my Reginald Vell Johnson? I laughed so hard at that.
0: Like it I, I got all the references, but it just felt so I don't know, so half-assed uh, that it was just like, okay, well, I know what's going to happen. I, I like I, You're watching it, and you can call it, right? It's like, oh, they want to get the Hulk serum, right? I know that that's going to turn it, like, Happy Hogan is going get, to get that in his blood somehow, right? Because yeah. it's like the episodes, how did he save Christmas? Well, okay. Um, and then things kind of just all went ridiculous now there's two episodes that that really st- stood out that I thought was actually pretty good um episode six uh, uh,
1: the, is the Kahori
0: episode the Kahori episode one um, that was really interesting and this was the first time and I think m- media like not like the comic books or anything like that where there was actually if, Correct me if I'm wrong but this is the first time that there is a uh, like any real significant representation of like indigenous people in like this kind of mainstream media.
1: Yeah, aside from like Echo, right?
0: Yeah, and even that like they didn't really touch too much on that in in Hawkeye and this had come out before Echo came out, right? Um but that was actually really interesting and I thought that was actually a, a cool new or newer superhero that they that they've added to the universe so i thought that was really cool um and then episode seven what if hella found the ten rings i thought that was pretty easily cool too.
1: i think the best or second best episode in my eyes
0: because i think that one takes like hella is uh, she's an evil character right so that episode really shows what if this bad bad guy turns good you know, bad like woman, bad person, bad person. What if this bad person turns good? Right? What would happen? And that was a really cool. It was entertaining, <laughs> like really entertaining. I really liked that one. Um, and then it just kind of went down back so, to downhill from there.
1: Um, I actually, oh, it's tough because, like, I agree that the Hello one is fantastic. I liked the Peter Quill episode. I thought that was a really fun way of. Like, what happened if Ego actually got Peter Quill, right? Mm -hmm. What if he got him? I think that's crazy different. The episode I think I appreciated the most um, outside of the Hello One was what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? So what if he actually got sucked up into space? Oh, yeah. I liked that episode just because it was like there was another. It proved that every single time Tony Stark was going to eventually do the right thing and help other people. But he was like paired up with heroes that he might not have used typically, That's and then true. Him, him and Gamora killed Thanos. So either way, it still happened, right? What I found really
0: annoying with that episode, and some people might get really mad at me for saying this, is that it's a
1: shot-for-shot shot copy of Death Race two thousand.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but also, it just was letting Je- like Jeff Goldblum was just being Jeff Goldblum, like the Grandmaster was just. <laughs> jeff goldblum
1: yeah he kind of isn't great anymore
0: no i mean it was unique when they showed him first in um ragnarok ragnarok right because he was a new character and all that stuff and he wasn't super hardcore on the jeff goldblum personality right got a little bit of it but it wasn't too much of it this uh, this is just him being himself uh, and if you've seen the Jeff Goldblum show, I forget what it was called. Uh, There's like two seasons where he like explores just different things.
1: Isn't it just called life according to
0: Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, that's or... what it is. Something like that. So all like we watch those and it's just like, he's got all these like little mannerisms, which yes, make are very unique to him, but I feel like he is just, it, it's not enjoyable now. Like it's tiring. So you think he ruined the episode by being himself? I think so a little bit. I think they they laid too much or too heavily on him as a personality (laughs) rather than uh, creating or or building the character or continuing the character that was in Ragnarok, right? Like he was just like a – yeah, he was like a scheming guy that, you know, was – shows off as being nice, but really he's – Kind of an asshole, but I just felt like it was just too much, yeah. And it wow. and it took away from like the other st- story aspect of of that. Now the thing is, is they what really got me is like the beginning of that episode. I know it's called "What If Iron Man Crash in the Grandmaster," but the beginning of that episode, they talk about
1: isn't it Gamora and how they she talk becomes? About, yeah,
0: yeah, they talk about Gamora, and then it's like the episode's not about Gamora at all
1: not even a little no so my my question for you then is like how do you feel about some of the actors returning and others not do you think it like ruins it a little bit
0: uh like what what do you mean
1: like in the episode where like captain if captain carter fought the hydra stomper so elizabeth olsen sebastian stan rachel wise frank grillo Sam Ull Jackson, Haley Atwell, um, all return as their characters, right? Mm-hmm. Lake Bell is Natasha Romanoff, who typically plays that in most animated things, anyways. Josh mm-hmm. Keaton and Steve Rogers, um, it's just different. Like, I don't know if I like that.
0: Yeah, it's kind I, of jarring, right? Like, like when
1: you're you're in and out of submersion, right? Like Kate Blanchett played Hela in all the episodes. Benedict Cumberbatch played Strange in all the episodes.
0: Yeah, so it's like you're you're watching like okay that's that character that's i can connect with this person or whatever this character because i've seen them on i know who they are i know who the actor is and i know the character that they played and then it's like oh they're talking to someone else that kind of sounds like the the character or the actor but doesn't so it takes you out of that immersion
1: yeah like how could you not have robert downey jr in the episode where if happy hogan saved christmas but you have John Favreau, Kat Dennings, Colby Smallder, Sam Rockwell, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, all reprising the roles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably that money. Bo- that bothers me so much.
0: Mm-hmm. And Probably like, money.
1: I'm Guaranteed. Hopeful, I'm hopeful with the rumors that are out there right now. If they do Star Wars, mm-hmm. which you know damn well it's going to be all Skywalker shit. It's not oh, going to yeah, be any it's going to be not it's all going to be mainstream stories which is fine. We're okay with that for a what if series. But like if it's what if Anakin didn't kill those kids? Right? Is it going to be Hayden or is it going to be somebody playing Hayden? Is it like going to be Hayden and Natalie <laughs> well, grow like growing old together and it's their voices or is somebody going to voice act Natalie Portman? Is it going to be Lake Bell, you know what I mean? Well, here's the thing though for for that
0: um <laughs> I think there is enough co- animated content with those characters uh, that they, if they get the voice actors for like, for clone wars, like uh, Matt Lanter, I don't know who this guy is, but he does the voice of,
1: he's actually uh, a pretty An- popular actor. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, James Arnold Taylor does uh Overborn Kenobi. Um, who else? Uh, Ashley Eckstein, Ek- she does Ahsoka. Um, Ian a- Amber Chrome does Palpatine. You know, like so. Oh, Sam Witwer is like one of the most well-known Star Wars actors, voice actors. He was a uh, Star Killer.
1: Doesn't the girl who played Heaps. Bo-Katan also do Bo-Katan?
0: She, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, Ashley um, Eckstein does uh, a Tano?
0: Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. So I think because there is a an established animated series where these characters, like, I mean, Clone Wars is seven seasons, right? With these characters, like these, these, yeah, these characters being in, in almost all these episodes, that if they do a what if series, if they were to use the voice actors for the animated series, it would work just as well as if they were to use the voice actors for the live action. I feel like they're going to go the route of the animated series, but uh, I could be wrong. Who knows? It'll all be Skywalker stuff. Anyways, like you said.
1: Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. So this week, TWB, we are running friends trivia. That's right. Friends trivia, January 24th, TWB, bring all your friends to friends trivia cuz we will be exploring some great great trivia. I'm uh, I'm focused on trying to make it stumpable to a level where I think the questions will be fair but everybody's going to have a good chance at getting the answers right. I I will tell you I do have a what what season round. So that'll be kind of fun. I'm going to post the rest of our rounds probably at the end of the weekend because i just want to finalize a few things try to make sure some audio rounds will work the way i would like them to because like i can't really do a don't forget the lyrics but i could kind of do like a what song was played when type of thing so we'll see you'll have your preparation probably monday sunday or monday at the latest just for some clues but it'll be a great time i'm already so excited uh, it's not very often that we get to do friends trivia and when we do we got to make sure We take advantage. And uh, this has been something that's been pretty asked for since uh, the passing of Matthew Perry. So I'm very excited to do it. Cool. (laughs) David's (laughs) like, I've watched that show. Never.
0: Yeah. I know the smelly cat song. That's about it.
1: That and uh, one other tiny little tease, either this weekend or next weekend, depending on schedules and my overall health. uh, We will be doing a live stream of Gloomhaven. Dun 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 dun! Is that the sound Gloomhaven makes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to
0: start uh, diving into the deep dungeons of Gloomhaven on uh, the digital version uh, because the setup for the board game is way too long, and all of the people that are playing don't live in the same area. Three of them do. <laughs> well, kind of, but uh, yeah. So we are going to be uh, making sure that. Uh, we're gonna try and get through the first dungeon. We're gonna do our best. <laughs> we're gonna do our best, but it's gonna it should be fun, and then uh, it's gonna be a, a regular series. We're gonna make sure that we can. We're gonna try and get through as much of Gloomhaven as possible.
1: Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a real good time. You'll you'll see past friends Alex and uh, a future friend named Tony, and I, I'm really excited for you all to meet them. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to the episodes where Alex is featured. If not. Um, we will see you soon because for myself. Wow, well, well, we very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.